It's the Score North Twin Show. Yes, indeed. Boy, Judd, Judd was popping off on Royce Unchained about that loss last night. I'm just looking ahead to the playoffs. I don't really care about these individual games anymore. Cleveland doesn't care about the division. They can At this point, it's about lining up your pitching staff for two months from now. So the wins and losses, they're going to come and go like water on the shores, Judd. I don't know. Yeah, you, you just keep going so with that. Up. You just keep going. You keep going with that. Guardians lost there last night. Magic number drops again. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear this at all, or is yeah, my button bar It doesn't sound great. I wouldn't play it. I'm going to play it even more then. Yeah, we're having... So this is a, this has been a day. I can't hear anything. In, I can't hear a thing, Phil. I can't, I can't hear that. You can't hear the button bar? Uh-uh. You can't hear the Bally's theme muffled? Uh-uh. Through my technical no, disaster No, this has been a rough today. day. This has been a very rough day. Yeah. Yeah, we need a we need a new IT department here at Score North. I'm resigning. Add, add it to the immediately. List. I'm resigning effective immediately. So we're gonna grind our way through uh, another edition of the Score North Twin Show here. Two things on the docket here: the Immaculate Grid at the end of the episode. But old Dex tweet put his scouting hat on yesterday and wandered his way over to St. Paul, and we're gonna get from Declan here. Are we calling these Declan's Saints? Oh, he, notes? Kept, he kept score. He kept score. In his announcer book, this is a nice book. This is this is a legit announcer. Is that Judd's or did you get no, your this own? This is mine. This is uh, so Bobby Carpenter's. Yeah. Bobby Carpenter broadcaster book. Here, like Phil, I'll just show you a blank one. What it looks like, even for the audience. This oh, thing yeah, is dude. no joke, man. So alignment. Uh, when I interned at the Saints, by the way, I, used to, awesome. I spent two years interning at the St. Paul Saints. Uh, Sean Aronson, who runs the media relations department, recommended I get this one, and I fell in love with it. Now, this is for, like, basically broadcasting. You can fill this sucker up with so many notes and things, but I've, I'm so used to it now. It's the only thing I ever use. So, uh, yes, it's a very awesome scorebook if you're one of those people that likes that. So very you proud. went out. You you scored the game yesterday. Did you score the game yesterday? Yeah. You showed okay. us the scorecard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. My, my chicken scratch. I don't know if you can see some of this here. It's, oh, look mm-hmm. at that. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Oh, wow. Well, that's dude. a looks lot like of you, offense. Looks like you got bored there about uh, halfway through the sixth. I'm not sure. Uh, no, uh, the ninth. I didn't. I didn't. I left in the after the eighth. I did leave after the eighth. Okay. Yeah, left after okay. the eighth inning. That's, so uh, okay. Pretty, after pretty, pretty committed. Pretty committed. Pretty committed. Beat the traffic. No. Can't blame yeah, me for beat that. Beat the traffic. Got home. Yeah, the parking's kind of a disaster there by uh, CHS Field, but beautiful place to watch a ball game. So. You uh you saw Brooks Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked to some people about Royce Lewis. So mm-hmm. let's uh, throw it to Declan for Declan's uh, Quinn's notes, Saints notes, Saints and Twins notes here. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to see Brooks Lee mostly. Um, he got recalled there. He's been off to a slower start uh, going into the game, and then I figured I wouldn't also get Royce Lewis in the lineup because it was a day game after a night game. Uh, both of them were in the lineup on Tuesday night. They played then a Wednesday day game. Lo and behold, Brooks Lee actually ends up uh, still being in the lineup, but he actually goes to third base after mostly playing shortstop um, for most of his tenure so far in the minor league. So he was at third. Uh, Brooks Lee, pretty good at bats, man. Three three at bats. He stung the ball really, really well. He drove in a couple runs. He did get thrown out, uh, extending a single, in, trying to get a single into a double, uh, but he got the run home. Uh, I was impressed. He had three really loud outs. Chip Scoggins was also there. He actually ended up doing a good feature in the Star Tribune that you can check out, uh, kind of talking about how his dad is a big influence on him and all the steps and preparation he takes and how just eager he basically is to get to the get to the major leagues. 
I mean, uh, I believe he's only the second guy from this draft class, from his draft class, which was, by the way, just a year ago, to get to AAA already. So, I mean, he's he's knocking that on the would, door. That would never, ever have happened, I feel like. In the, and I love Terry Ryan, but they, man, you got to, under the Terry Ryan regime, we'll draft you. The first year you'll be down in rookie ball, whatever. Then we're going one step at a time. One, dominate a level, maybe go a second year at a level. So that is one thing that these guys are willing to do a little bit more of is let's keep shoving a guy up the ladder. If he, if what he was Joe Mauer's track? Because he, he started at Elizabethton, right? The rookie league. And then he went to Quad Cities, Class A. I, think he I wanted, all three levels, didn't he? I want to say, I thought he skipped AAA. He might be right. And then he got called up. Let's see here. So Joey Mauer, 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 you drink wine coolers, Mauer. Hey, Mauer. So he was drafted in 2001. He played, so he played the 30 games at rookie ball. And then he, yeah, so he did touch every level. And then he went a full season in 2002 at low A. And then he went a partial season high A into double A in 2003. And he, he only had the five games. You know, there might have been a rehab assignment in 2004, but he had five games in AAA in 2004. So, yeah. Okay. For, for I think he tore his meniscus in, like, one of his first games that season with the Twins trying to catch a ball on the on the warning track behind home plate. Yep, that's right. But but he but he played gotcha. the rest of 2020, uh, the rest of 2001, all of 2002, all of 2003 in the minors, and then they, they brought him in 2004. He tore his knee and then whatever. So... Okay, he was 21 years old. But yeah. So they fast tracked him a little bit. He he huh? looks pretty good. He he played third. Um there was a play, he had only a couple putouts. There was a play with the bases loaded that he ran pretty deep into the left field to grab and probably he made a nice catch, don't get me wrong. Uh but probably wouldn't better serve for the left fielder to just go in and take that ball and have a shot at the plate cuz the run actually ended up scoring from third pretty easy on the sack fly cuz his body was okay. turned backwards. I mean, a nice catch. It was a nitpicky thing. But I tried to figure out two splits. So he's a switch hitter. And the Twins mm-hmm. obviously have had bigger problems against lefties than righties this year. Uh, now against right-handed pitching, and the splits, by the way, are just at Wichita. They don't usually have much of a sample size with the Saints suggest. But against right-handed pitching at A this year, an OPS of near 900. So he rakes right-handed pitching. And yesterday I saw the same thing. I mean, even though he had two outs, uh, he also hit the ball really hard, stung the ball well. Against left-handed pitching from the right-handed side of the plate, not so great. 715 OPS. Now, that is better than the Twins. I think the Twins have, like, the worst or one of the worst OPSs in the American League against left-handed pitching. Um, yeah. But he looks impressive, man. Like, I I would be a little shocked if he got up here in September. I would bet they give him the entire month of August, rightfully so, with St. Paul. Let him get comfortable a little bit more. He got off to a slow start, too, when he got to double-A. Um, this season as well. But uh, talking to some other people too, it sounds like he's gotten a lot more comfortable too. Uh, he was kind of swimming in it a little bit. And I think kind of got lost in the bright lights of being in AAA and the target field's only 10 miles down the road. You were just drafted like 13 months ago. And here you are basically knocking on the door of making the big league roster. But I was impressed, man. I think he's going to be a pretty legitimate ball player. Yeah, it's, uh, I think something would have to have, he'd have to just be, Horrid in the month of August, and the Twins would have to have an opening of some kind due to injury for him to play like meaningful at bats and playing time this year. But next year, especially, you know, was it Roycey or Doogie? I think it was Roycey on the Roycey and Chain today said Polanco 
So his vesting option was like 500 plate appearances. He's not yep. going to hit that. Yep. So Polanco's probably gone. You know, Julian defensively is a long way away from me, a guy you put out there every day, right? So who so plays you, where? Sec- second base and third base are up for grabs between Royce Lewis and Brooks Lee and kind of Edward Julian, who maybe becomes a DH who kind of you put a glove on him like twice a week or something to give someone an off day. So do do we think that in 2024 at some point, do we think Royce Lewis is playing third? Do we think he's in the outfield and, and Brooks Lee's at third decks? Like what's, what's your best guess? Um, I also don't, the one thing with Julian that I wonder is, are they going to basically say, dude, you are going to Florida in the winter and you are going to take ground balls every single day? Cause like, I'm not convinced he can't, can't be turned into a second baseman yet. He looks super rough there. Yeah. But like, what's your, what's your best guess about how, how this shakes out? Let's say June of 24. So on the Julian front, I mean, it sounds like even in the minors that that glove's a problem. Like even in St. Paul, the glove was an issue, and and if if Buxton could play center field, you kind of open up the DH spot. But when Buxton is healthy, I know he's in the IL right now. Um, it kind of makes things a little easier to figure out your infield alignment with the DH. But I asked if Royce Lewis does he have plans to play second even at this point, or even go back to the outfield? And I was told he has he's planning to play every other day when he's in in St. Paul for this rehab assignment, and only at short third, and then DH if necessary, obviously, just to get his at-bats in. Um, so I was a little surprised by that. Now, this was also before the Solano diagnosis came in, which, by the way, is an MCL sprain, which wasn't the worst-case scenario. Why don't you just put him on the injured list? Like, if it's a ligament that's sprained, what what is the thought process? Why is that that you would not put someone immediately I on the injured will. list? I don't know why they didn't quicker, but I think that that they will because a sprain is a partial tear. So like it's gonna take a while. Yeah. Um so he's a so, sprained knee, is that right? It's, it sounds yeah. worse when you list the actual ligament. True. But yeah. it's a, he's got a little sprained knee. Yeah, sprained yeah knee. which means okay. partially partially tore. It didn't tear it fully. Uh but yeah, I mean the, the, the twins plan is for him to for Royce Lewis to play third and short, and then that's where it just I don't think it makes much sense if Brooks Lee does indeed come up here, because then also where do you also then put Brooks Lee? Like I don't think they'll put him at second. Like he's been playing shortstop and third base for the most part with the Saints. Um, it does create this really unique logjam that they have right now. I think going into next year, it kind of feels like well, I mean, Correa is one of the best defensive shortstops in the league, so he and he's under contract, so he's your shortstop. Yep. It feels to me like and they had Royce Lewis ready to rock at third base before the injury. I feel like it's it's going to be an off season of Brooks Lee get comfortable at second too because to me second base is the most. I mean, I guess you could put Royce Lewis at second base too, or maybe these guys just become kind of interchangeable between second and third and figure it out. But it's interesting that you have two young guys that you you drafted a guy number one overall and then another guy in the top ten at a premium shortstop position, and they're not going to play shortstop for you anytime in the next four or five years no. unless Carlos Correa, you know. I guess the way he's been hitting this year, maybe he's not under, uh, he's not on your team anymore in three or four years, but like he's still in his prime. Correa is in his prime. He's 28 years old and he is yeah. a shortstop. Absolutely. So these are good problems to have though, because they're all really athletic enough to go and play other positions. Maybe Correa, as he gets into his thirties, moves to third base because he loses range. And one of these other guys plays shortstops, but it's good to have options at premium positions, I guess. A uh, couple other notes I noticed in the Saints game. So I did watch Austin Martin. Austin Martin played second base, batted eighth. He was in the Jose Barrios trade. Um, it's kind of been tracking towards a bus. Now, 
He's on base percentage is good. The guy takes a lot of pitches. He works a count really, really well. Um, and his defense is solid at second. But, I mean, for a guy that was a, what, top five overall pick to be slugging well below 400 in the minor leagues is concerning to me. Um, it's one thing if, if you have a solid eye, and, and he definitely does. He, he can take some pitches. He has a good eye at the plate. But when you have next to no pop, I mean, I'm not going to say that trade was going to be just a bust because they actually ended up selling Barrios when they should have, but I don't think the return is really going to hit what it should be. Um, and I think Austin Martin is probably destined to be maybe just a triple-A, quad-A type of player. And both of those guys have un- underachieved, right? Because, you know, Martin seemed to have really went south when, as Juki talked about this a lot last year on the scoops, about how the Twins were trying to get more power, and it actually screwed up his swing. And Simeon Woods Richardson, who was another pretty prominent name in that trade, seems like he's scuffled too. So it definitely sounds like that trade didn't get you the the two prospects that you thought that you were going to get the day of that deal. I think what's what's really bizarre is and Dex, I, I've never seen Austin Martin in person. So now that you have, maybe you can tell us he's listed at six foot, one hundred eighty five pounds, which yeah. you know he's not he's not uh, Daniil Hunter size or anything like that. But he's not super small, six feet, one hundred eighty five pounds. Maybe some room to get a little bit bigger. How does he only have nine career minor league home runs going back to two thousand twenty one? Yeah, how does he not have? any power at all whatsoever i have no idea and it, it, that's maybe his plate approach of likes to work account and likes to likes to try to get on base as best he can and good on you there but when you just have that lack of power to me we, you know, sometimes we get obviously distracted and in love with the long ball and we've seen guys uh who was the milwaukee milkman adam brett walker who had like slugged like 600 in the minors and oh my god and, like look at all these home runs and slugging percentage but when it's a guy who's that athletic and was that well regarded who is not even putting extra base hits in, I have concerns there. So I, I think it's probably just going to be most likely a quad A player. Maybe he comes up, maybe he's good. I even looked at Edward Julian's stats, you know, going the like, oh, it's Edward Julian. Was he a good slugger? Like, did he actually put the ball everywhere? Yes, he did. He got on base a lot, and he oh, had yeah. a really good slugging percentage. So it wasn't yeah. even the fact of, all right, does this good eye at the plate transform into more power or more extra base hits? And it seems like with Austin Martin, no, that's not the case. I will say this, and this is a little bit apples to oranges because uh, Lamont Wade is a left-handed hitter, but they're both about the same size. They're both like six feet. I'd say Wade's a little bit thicker probably than Austin Martin is. But Lamont Wade was a guy that did not have any power in college or even in the low level. So his his two years, his three years at Maryland playing Big Ten college baseball, Lamont Wade had seven college home runs combined, seven. And then he gets to the Twins minor league system, and and he was hitting more home runs than Austin Martin because he had nine and then eight and then he had seven one year. But now, like with the Giants, he hit eighteen home runs in two thousand twenty one. He's got eleven home runs this year. He's never going to be a thirty home run hitter. Power can come. He's twenty nine. It came when he was like, yep, twenty seven basically. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, and and Austin Martin's twenty four years old, and he and you're right, Dex. He does get on base a ton. But I don't know, man. I just don't know. You have to be able to hit a ball over an outfielder's head to play in the major leagues on a regular basis. So I guess we'll we'll see if it develops. And then last thing, uh, the Dobber, Randy Dobnek, was on the mound for the oh, Twins. Uh, 
somehow threw like 31 pitches in the first inning and didn't allow a run to come across. I think the bases, actually, let me look at my book here. Uh, the Uber bases driver. were at first and second. You got a couple hard lineouts, but 86 pitches, 53 strikes, like only went four innings of work, walked three guys. I, it's one thing that he did start the Uber driver playoff game, and that was unfortunate, and that's not his fault. But I can't believe that this guy got a contract extension. Like, he, there's nothing about his stuff that is spectacular. He lives right in the middle of the zone, so he's people are going to foul off a ton of pitches. Uh, it was it's pretty remarkable that they gave him another deal or a six deal. years. Six years from now, what a great random twin pull, though. Oh yeah. It'll be a great random twin. We need him to go to like the A's though, so we can use him for random twin of the week or uh, immaculate grid. Excuse me, immaculate grid. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, he should bounce around. That's a very good point. Like, like, why are the twins holding him here when when he he could go be a slappy like at the back end of the A's rotation? Just think of any sort of crappy team, Kansas. Well, wait, he seems like a royal, not, but he's not on the forty man, right? So he, right? I don't think he's on their forty. No, I think roster. they took him off the forty man. So they, I, I think DF, he and they Kyle DFA'd Garlic him. Have been taken off the forty man. Okay, they DFA'd him like last year, whenever it was. So every other team had a chance to claim him. Yeah, and I think he cleared waivers and accepted the assignment in the twin system. So I root for the guy. Whatever, it's not That's his. Great, yeah. if somebody offers you a contract, you're going to say yes. His life changed a little bit. You know, it's not a fifty million dollar contract, but he makes more money than hopefully he buys lunch for his minor league teammates once in a while. That's what I would say. When Falvey and this regime eventually walk out the door, though, starting him at Yankee Stadium will be among the top three stupidest things that they ever did. Yeah, it was it was not ideal. It was not it was ideal. A huge first guess on all of our parts. We held Jake Odorizzi for game three because we want him to start at home. What are you talking yeah. about? No, go get game two and worry about game I'm all worked three. up again. Well, Damn, this two All right, deep breath. Crazy. Immaculate Grid coming up here, presented by our friends at Burger Press in Edina, owned and operated by homegrown Minnesota sports fans. Multiple people sending in their photos. This is, by the way, footage of us plowing an amazing lunch a couple weeks ago at Burger Press. But we've seen a bunch of you send in photos of, uh, of the lunch outings and dinner outings that you've had at Burger Press. So this is not a chain. This is, this is an individual owned and operated restaurant by Minnesota sports fans who are also Score North fans. Burgers are delicious. The Nathan's hot dogs, the uh, the wings, the crispy chicken sandwiches, mm. the crinkle cut fries, the milkshakes. Talk dirty. Talk dirty. Yeah. Burger Press in Edina off 494 and France Avenue. All right, boys. It's time for the Immaculate Grid. We're looking for a nine for nine performance here to be immaculate. There are nine squares on the board here. So we're looking for a ranger who was once a Philly, a ranger who was once a Mariner, and a ranger who hit 40 jacks in a season, an Oriole who was a Philly, an Oriole who was a Mariner, and an Oriole with 40 jacks, and then a Rocky who was a Philly, a Rocky who was a Mariner, and a Rocky who hit 40 jacks. Nice. Five minutes on the clock. We must go nine for nine. And go. Should we knock off the 40-plus home runs? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Juan, Juan Gonzalez, Gonzalez. Right? Yeah. Bra- then Brady Anderson for for the O's is my favorite. Yep. And we're let's forget about the rarity score. Let's just get back on track today, boys. All Unless right. Unless we're really sure. And then Colorado, t- take your pick. 
It could go Bichette, Dalaraga. We could go Larry Walker. Yep. Let's go Bichette, Dante Bichette. Former Brewer, too. Wait, he hit 40, right? Yeah, you guys sure about that? Um, Dalaraga hit 40, right? Let's do Dalaraga. Yes, yes. If if you're you're shooting for, yes. The big cat. G-A-L-A. There you go, Armando. There you right? go, Armando. Yep. Armando. No, 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 no. You said Armando. I didn't click it yet. Andres, but Andres said... sorry, Andres, yes. Andres, Andres, Andres. Sorry, Andres Galarraga. Okay. Big cat. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, all right. Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Who's Armando Galarraga? I don't know, but I know that one too. Uh, oh my God! Cliff Lee sorry. applies to both of yes, these teams, yes, whichever do. one you want to pick. I think Cliff it's... Lee. Okay, hold on. Well, is there? I think this is pitch for the Rangers and the Phillies. Yes. Yes. So, yep. Do Let's Cliff go Lee Oswald there. Two percent, dude. Oh. Thanks. Cliff, I'm even trying. Seven. That's nice. Okay. Oh, Phil. We have, wow. Well, three uh, and a half minutes to go here. Eric Bedard. Yep, for sure. Mariners. Okay. That's a great one. Twelve. Be, wow. Twelve? Twelve percent. We're, we're doing pretty well, actually, here. Birds and okay. Phillies. All right. Uh, um, did Matt Weeters go to Philly or did he go to Washington? I think he went to Washington. He went to Washington. He to Washington. Washington. I don't think he played for the Phillies. I don't think he played. For, I'm trying to think back to the 80s or 90s of a Philly that went to the Birds. I'm thinking on some of the other ones here, too. Okay, okay. Mariner, Rocky, Mariner. The Rockies are so hard. They're so random, and they're yep. relatively new historically. Yep. You know, you don't, I don't, you don't like get to go back too far. Houston exactly Street right. didn't go to Seattle. Houston Street played for Oakland, Colorado. But did Houston Street pitch for Colorado and Philly? <sighs> Brad Lidge. Lidge was Phillies. Was he was Colorado? I don't know if he was. Uh, I. Hold on. He's in Houston. I think he was in Houston, too. Fudge signal. We're um, still good. We got over two minutes left here. Ultimate Phillies. Ultimate Phillies. Mariner Rocky. Mariner Rocky. Eric Young play for the Mariners? I don't think so. No. Oh, my gosh. Bolt. My God. So you guys want, like, random-ass relievers or something. Phillies, Phillies Orioles should go way back. Like, there's got to be. Yes, be that's something. what I'm thinking of. I'm trying to think of. Uh, wow. The 90s. Oh, Rockies. Man. The Rockies, dude. Mm. Too low. Dave. Did Dave uh, Hollins play for the Rockies? No, he played for. He was San Diego, Philadelphia, Minnesota. No. Dang it. Ubaldo pitched Seattle? for the Rockies and the Birds, but that's not one. Um. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, this is way too. This is we're we're struggling here. Phillies and Baltimore. Did Darren O'Day pitch for the Ooh. Phillies? That sounds right for Birds and Phillies. Were you thinking of Rockies and Phillies? No, for Birds and Phillies. That sounds right. We only have a minute left, so we're kind of in panic mode now, too. Damn it! I don't know, man. I guess we can try it. Darren O'Day. Dang it! Yeah, I mean we were we're just we're, we're, spe- screwed, we're screwing man. our wheels. What happened here? 
Well, they, they, gave us, too, they gave us the Rockies. Like, no one knows. Can you even name, like, 10 Rockies players ever? It's ridiculous. Okay, but there was the an expa- Rockies. But they're like, there was an expansion draft at one time at which to which they could stock their roster from these teams. And why can't I remember? Like, yeah, because be... you're trying to think of the 1993 Rockies, which no one knows. Well, just because I was drunk for most of the year doesn't mean I can't figure it out. It's not your not... fault. It's the Rockies. I, I mean, I went to Joe Centers and watched that expansion draft on TV. Uh, I think this was a Juan Pierre Rocky Philly. Okay, that's Let's fine. Try. We have ten sec ten seconds left. Yeah, there you go. Nice job. Can we get one more here? Can we try Five, Edwin? Should we try our Edwin for one of these? Four. Yeah, let's 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 rock it, Edwin Jackson. It's a lifestyle. Oh, didn't no, work that no time. go. All right, Damn, wow, all right, we, man, we are on a roll there. All right, too. we got to come back tomorrow, and we got Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson. Oh my, God. oh, my God. Jamie Morpich for the Rockies? Oh, my God. How many people are yelling at us? Brad Hands, a Minnesotan? Oh. Dude, hey, that hold was on. The... Jamie, who knew that Jamie Moyer pitched for the Rockies? Well, I that's totally 20, forgot. That, that's the most likely one. It means that no one's getting it. I totally what forgot. What was the 35%, dude? Yeah, come on. That's a trap. Yeah, okay, but... Kyle Gibson is an atrocious miss. Only 35% of people got that. Yeah. People were yelling, Kyle. I guarantee you they were yelling. This That's an embarrassment. That one's bad. I mean, I will raise my hand. I'm embarrassed for myself. That was awful. We weren't prepared. It was like no, the twins we in Detroit. Prepared. We were prepared. We just failed. I don't think I was prepared. I don't think I was prepared. No. I wasn't mentally in the right place. And you know what? Mm. When when they do the Netflix documentary on my career, this is going to be a low point. This is going to be the. This is going to be a low point right here. They're gonna, well, we're gonna we're gonna dust ourselves off, regroup. Probably hit you with another one tomorrow here, uh, unless unless Declan decides to wake up and do it, Rogue, without. No, I don't think so. Two co-hosts. Okay. Uh, depends. I'll let you know. Oh, and there are uh, the, requests the for Judd's hockey the, show. You should. And the Wolves are on the uh, the basketball one today. So check that one out. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Scornar Twin Show, where we just want the Twins to win a playoff game for the first time in almost two decades.